0: We Are All One in Jesus Christ by Soichi Watanabe, 2009. They devoted themselves to the Apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Awe came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the Apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common, they would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all, as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the Temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. N RSV. You've likely heard the old saying, if it's not broken, don't fix it. It is a wise saying. Yet, what if we don't know something is broken? What if we keep living our lives with something out of whack and don't even realize it? Or, worse yet, what if we don't care? The ancient church after Christ's resurrection and ascension was on a mission to live communal life together different from how they lived before Jesus came into their lives. Today's New Testament lesson gives us a glimpse of what that life together consisted of. Greater than yesterday I was clever, so I wanted to change the world. Today I am wise, so I am changing myself. Greater than. Greater than Rumi, 13th century Persian poet and scholar. We know something needs to change when it doesn't quite match up to the life depicted by our ancestors in the faith a life of fellowship, of glad and sincere hearts, and of concern for the common good of all. We never just change or alter something for change's sake or because we like or dislike something. No, instead, we adjust our lives according to whether it lines up with the relational dynamics of Holy Scripture. I had just one grandparent when I was growing up. My grandma was 79 years old when I was born, and she lived to be 97. I always knew her as an old lady. Although quite aged, she had a lot of spunk to her, all 95 pounds of her. I remember grandma had an old wooden cutting board in her kitchen. I don't know how old it was, but it was probably purchased from Methuselah's kitchen outlet. It was cracked and nearly falling apart. The board had deep furrows in it from the thousands of cuts made on it. Grandma liked her cutting board. For Mother's Day one year my dad bought her a nice brand new cutting board. After thanking my dad for the gift, Grandma proceeded to put the new board in the back of her cupboard and continued to use her nasty old cutting board. Whenever my mom or sisters helped her in the kitchen, they were not about to touch that old board because it was like a bacteria trap with its deep grooves. Grandma didn't care about anyone's concerns about her cutting board. When my dad finally asked her why she did not use her new cutting board, she simply answered, Oh, it is much too nice to use. We all knew that was Grandma's way of saying that she liked her nasty old cutting board and nobody was going to tell her she can't use it. Sometimes folks, including Christians, can be like my grandma, bless her stubborn old heart. They just like the way they do things, and really don't see what others see who aren't Christ followers. They fail to consider or realize that non-Christians have no emotional attachment to the cutting board. All they see is an antiquated old board they would never use and find it weird anyone would ever want to use it. Christians may forget or lose sight of how overwhelming and even intimidating they can be with those outside the faith. Because Christianity is familiar to Christians, we don't see what others see when they view us from the outside. I remember once walking into a beautiful new church building and sitting down and seeing a huge old pulpit that was literally falling apart. Since I've been around a lot of churches, I quickly discerned it was likely the old pulpit from the old church building. I asked someone, and it was. But as an outsider to that fellowship, I had zero emotional attachment to the pulpit, and it was a distraction because it just looked like a big old ratty collar on a new little puppy. Greater than be the change that you wish to see in the world. Greater than. Greater than Mahatma Gandhi. The point I am making is this, the decision to change our lives, or not to change, must come from a motivation of biblical and human values. The Christian's mission and purpose are the Great Commission, make disciples, and the Great Commandment, love God and love neighbor. We express those values through our daily devotion to teaching, fellowship, the breaking of bread, and prayer. Such life together is attractive and winsome to a watching world. If people matter, including those who don't think or believe like us as Christians, then we will make decisions based upon that value. Nothing need be fixed or changed if the mission is going forward with biblical values driving it. However, if people stay away, or know nothing about our shared life together, then we have a prime reason to change. If this has gone on for years, even decades, I suggest that the fellowship of people is eating meat prepared from a cutting board full of bacteria and it is making everyone sick. Whenever a faith community is focused on trying to keep people from leaving, instead of reaching people with an outward focus, then that community has lost its sense of spiritual values. Greater than never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed, citizens can change the world. Indeed, it is the only thing that ever has. Greater than. Greater than Margaret Mead. The main verb contained within the scripture verses for today is the word added those who accepted the message of repentance and faith in Jesus were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. We then get a string of participles, that is, words connected to the main verb of added. The result is this, the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Please understand the text makes it quite clear that the driving force of Christ's church is to reach people. It could be we take the old cutting board for granted and simply expect other people to use it if they are in our kitchen. If that is the case, there is to be a driving motivation and desire for outreach. There are people aplenty who need the kind of deliverance Jesus provides. Greater than everyone thinks of changing the world, but no one thinks of changing himself. Greater than. Greater than Leo Tolstoy. If something is off in our faith community, then the biblical solution is to change our lives, change our practices, change our speech, and change our daily behavior by reaching people for Jesus and adding them to the fellowship. Whenever Christians break bread together at the Lord's Table, the Communion reminds us of our highest purpose and values. Jesus came to this earth for those estranged and far from God and others. Through Christ's life, death, resurrection, and ascension we are saved by grace through faith. This reality is made tangible to us in the elements of bread and cup. They are a visible sign and seal of an invisible grace. We are to come to the table forsaking all personal agendas and embracing God's agenda of redeeming humanity. And, by the way, after about a year of sitting in my grandma's cupboard, my dad took out the new cutting board, put it on the kitchen counter and threw away the old board. It was about time.